I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today we are back with another episode of What Would Your Bestie Do? WWYBD. And we've got some awesome questions from you guys that you sent in over Instagram. We put up a question box. This is the second time that we've done this one. But first, we're going to catch up, share our peaks, anything else that comes to the table, and then we'll get into it. Yes. So on my end, I'm here in St. Louis, chilling. It's a snow day today. Um, Big winter storm is supposed to happen tonight. So hopefully everything's going to be good. I feel like when there's winter storms in the Midwest, like it doesn't really mean anything like bad's going to happen. Like when I see people in Texas or in the South post about a winter storm, like they lose their power, they lose water, they lose heat. And I'm like, oh my God, this is scary. But like in Nebraska and Missouri, I feel like we're fine. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I think our infrastructure is just built for that. Like we have the snow plows, the windows are insulated, yeah. like people are ready. They have four-wheel drive. If salt. Built different. Built 
felt different. <laughs> <laughs> so sending everyone good vibes if you are in a different state, because I think there's supposed to be winter storms like all over the country. Sending good luck and good vibes to everyone who's in a state that might not be as prepared. Because my friend, literally Adrian, she went to go get a blowout at Dry Bar today. I saw on her Instagram stories because last year when the winter storm hit in Dallas and Texas, she lost hot water and couldn't shower for like four days. So she's like, I'm not being dramatic. I'm being prepared. Wow. Getting a blowout. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun thing, I love snow days because it feels like an excuse to kind of be a little more lazy and just chill at home. I don't think that's actually an excuse, but me and Connor are having fun with our Switch. We're playing board games on the Switch. We've evolved from the Mario. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I guess I may mention this on one of our other episodes. We bought Monopoly this time. So now we're on the Monopoly kick Wait, on the Switch. You are? Yeah. Remember how when we talked about board games? Yeah, you said you didn't like Monopoly. I don't, I, I don't, but I think my brain likes the stimulation of virtual monopoly okay. and like all the fun sounds and the flashing lights because I'm not hating this one as much. I think I'm starting to see the appeal of monopoly. Like it's kind of fun when you win and like you're buying all the houses and it's because it's kind of like real life. Stuff. It is like real life. It's scary. Like something bad happens to you, then you get a house, something bad happens mm-hmm. and someone starts beating you and then you do good. No, Connor loves monopoly. Like same as you played it growing up, played it all the time. So he's having a hate day. So snow day today. We're playing Monopoly. We're chilling. He's working though, but after work, we're probably going to play again. So how fun. That's what I've been up to. I love that. Um, what I've been up to, thrifting, getting P's and Q's organized, tax season's coming up, still working on all of that. Honestly, I think pretty much my January has consisted of me being in like a true routine for the first time, like maybe ever, because I didn't really go anywhere. Well, after after we met up. So between when we met up last time and this time, I've actually just been being a very normal person that like wakes up and does a little stuff in the morning and then works and then like goes to a workout class. Like normally I can't schedule things and put stuff on the calendar because every day is different. Because even with New Wave being open before how it was the last year and a half, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, well, like my Monday would look very different than my Saturday would look very different than my Wednesday. So I didn't really have like a day-to-day routine that felt similar. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like consistency yeah, in yeah. your day-to-day life. And January has been like very consistent and it's so weird. I kind of get the appeal of it. Um, there's some book or quote and how he talks about that there is freedom within routine that mm-hmm. you can actually make more room for being spontaneous and freedom when you have your P's and Q's together. And I never really understood that. And now I am understanding that because I'm like, oh my God, I have my life so together. Like all the mail is checked, the house is clean all of the laundry's done. Like I've gotten all these subscriptions canceled. I just like kind of feel like I'm I'm getting the hang of life. So I'm trying to channel that energy continued as I do start to open the store more, have more pop-ups, get back to traveling because I don't want to lose that nice feeling of having my stuff together. Yeah. If the hardest part of your day is tackling those other projects and it's not like figuring out what you need to do on that specific day when it's never consistent, like it's almost like easier for your brain and your body just like do, I don't know, do the routine and then like tackle the hard stuff as it comes. Yes, totally. Instead of the hard stuff being like, okay, what do I have to do now that all of this happened yesterday? And like, I don't know what next week's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very chaotic for a long time. And it's taken me weeks, months to kind of get back to equilibrium. 
And I feel like I'm finally pretty even keel. So I would like mm-hmm. to continue saying not stressed out. Very nice <laughs> having my... Hashtag keep Allison not stressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing exciting to report, honestly, besides just chilling. And prepping for another pop-up. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But my peak would probably just be around thrifting. I have been finding some gold and maybe I'm being a little bit selfish, but normally when I thrift, I'm always just like, this will be for the store. This will be for the store. And the last week I was like, you know, I have donated... (laughs) 95% of my entire closet to New Wave at some point in time. I'm just going to take some things for myself for a change. And I found Mm -hmm. some Reformation jeans for $5. They're black, size 27, mint condition. Like, why would someone donate those? That's what I never understand. It's like, how does this stuff end up at the thrift store? There's so many cool things like that. Like Reformation's like a cool new brand. Like they these I don't understand how someone <laughs> would just be like, I don't want them anymore. Anyone would I, buy I those. don't understand. Me either. Because I get the older people that like like, oh, this is never gonna fit again, or like they don't think it's cool anymore. They don't have kids to pass it down to. So you have these like awesome hip old ladies donating their cool stuff from when they were back in college. But whoever right. bought these Reformation jeans, they were with it, obviously. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. All, we never know. Thank you. Thank you for not <laughs> whoever that was. <laughs> I appreciate you. it. <laughs> Thanks for your generosity. Yep. But yeah. How about you? Any exciting peaks? Well, I'm glad you're keeping the fun stuff because you deserve it. Thank you. It'll all those amazing finds. I mean, they'll just for your customers, you just... gotta take some stuff sometimes. But the pop-up is gonna allow me to do that because I'm like, oh, cool, I can wear some stuff. And then by the time I have the next pop-up, I can put it back over there. Yeah. For before there was no buffer time. Yes, that's so true. On my end of the world, kind of the same feeling of like feeling accomplished, like feeling excited because I have been cranking out the vlogs. I posted, okay, like this is the thing about my life and my freelance life, which I'm sure I've conveyed on here before is that like when I'm working, I'm working nonstop and like I'm on a shoot and then maybe I'm on another shoot and it's like back to back and it feels like that's like the only thing I can do and like maybe a few other things. But now that I'm not on shoots right now, it's like, wow, I can finally post this vlog that I had my editor edit five months ago. It's just been sitting like where I just need to like go through and like cut up some things, add some text here and there. But like I didn't have four hours or like three hours to do that. So got a vlog posted. I have another one that I'm hopefully getting it posted in the next day or so. So I'm feeling accomplished about that because those vlogs are from 11 months ago and I vlogged our entire Dominican Republic trip and really want to get those vlogs posted too. But I'm like, oh my God, I have to post the Costa Rica vlogs because they're literally done. You're talking about on YouTube, right? Yes. Vlogs on YouTube. Yeah. Because... I've been thinking about like what kind of content that I like doing. And I love doing like the stuff I do on TikTok, but I love making vlogs. Like it's just so fun to document the cool things, especially travel vlogs that happen on trips and the cool people that you meet and the world is inherently good. And there's like good people that want to help you and like bring awesome moments into your life. And so I seriously love filming all of that. So those are really fun for me. And it's such a shame. And I like beat myself up when I have an awesome vlog. And even if no one watches it, even if it's just me watching them in every year or like in five years, I want to like reflect on a trip. I need to have those up so that I can remember those trips and like remember all the cool people that I meet. So those are really rewarding for me. So I'm glad I'm getting on top of them. I love that for you. And you've been into making those travel vlogs for a long time. 
Like you, yeah, you made some good ones back in the day. That was kind of like what you started off with. Like I, I feel like when I first mm-hmm. started following you, you were doing more video than even like posting on Instagram. Right. No, I've always loved video. Been making. I was making YouTube videos in like middle school. I'm like the same. I had followers, and I deleted my channel because it was embarrassing. Like such the case too with me. Like I was posting a lot in middle school and then deleted it in high school. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. It's like, I don't know. I've just always loved video. So it's fun to be at a place where I can prioritize that again. And I got to figure out how I can keep doing those. It's tough because I like making travel content, but I don't want to be like a cheesy travel person because I feel like so many travel people are so cheesy and like trying to make everything seem perfect. I don't want to make my trips or photos or Instagram seem perfect at all. I don't know. But then sometimes that's just how it goes. We'll see. You're so right though. In the travel influencer world, there's like two extremes. There's like the highly curated, perfect shot with no one in the background, woke up at sunrise. Everything is just like, this is the most glamorous trip ever. And then there's like the van lifers who are also actually glamorizing van life. And then you have Mm -hmm. the people who are just like showing like the worst of the worst, like sleeping in the car and like it's like <laughs> yeah. really not like not even really like that pleasing to watch but there's this whole middle ground of like normal travel like just like yeah, took a normal trip normal? yeah it's <laughs> missing and maybe I'm not following the right yes. people but I don't feel like I see a lot of just like a normal trip of people that don't have like millions of dollars like it's missing yeah. there's a hole in the market right and it's hard to translate that to Instagram too, because like Instagram wants the perfect shot where you pan up and you're diving into a pool and then it's the skyline of Dubai in the background. And it's like, I could make content like that, but like that just makes me just another person. Like everyone else is doing. I don't know. It's tough to to find where you fit and everything, but very excited that I'm doing stuff that I like doing. That's the best feeling. I love that for you. I feel like we both kind of had full send career things like since the podcast started like you were doing so many shoots and taking on all of these projects and I was doing so much with New Wave and we both were just like head down like let's do it like this is such a good opportunity this is so fun and then it was kind of like holy shit this is so much that I can't really do any of my own stuff and it was kind of like the realizing of like well I love doing that stuff and I still want to do it but can I can I do both and I'm sure that there's people right. listening that can relate to this of like, you sure, I'm sure you love what you're doing, but it might be taking away from something else. And how do you find the balance of it not being this or that, of being this and that, yeah. but some companies or some situations don't allow this or that? It's literally that is how I feel about the content that I put out because it's literally every travel person, it's not this and that. Like, it's literally this. Like, they are travel and they're traveling all the time. They live on the road. It's like, I like doing travel stuff, but I don't want to do that all the time. Like, I don't want to be a full-time traveler. I want to do this and that, like this being travel and that being like, I don't know, showing off my life or doing fun videos in St. Louis or something. I don't know. Agree. Because then that that can lead to burnout. Because like when you're traveling trip to trip to trip, like you can hardly even get the content posted. How are you supposed to have a boyfriend and a dog and like decorate your house and have a routine and go to the gym when you're just gone all the time? But you also want to do some of that in the same way that like I want to have new and I want to have these customers and I want to sell these products and give people like dope thrifts. But I also want to be able to take a trip here and there. And I want to be able to like Mm -hmm. hang out with my friends. So I think we're both very fortunate to be in a situation where I can just switch to pop-ups and you can just still do projects, but maybe not take on as many of them. Yeah, we can explore other options to, I don't know, blend it together in a way that's not 
burning us out. But I feel like everyone has, not everyone, but I feel like there has to be a moment of burnout sometimes because then it allows you to readjust and like figure out where you need to be, what you need to do differently. Last thing on that, then we can go into it or go into your guys' peaks is realizing that even if you love something so much that you can still get burned out. And I think it's just so hard to admit, like when you love something and you've put everything into it and it's going so well and it is successful and you like it, it's hard to be like, ah, but it's draining me and it's burning, making me feel burned out because you're like, I'm so privileged. This is amazing. I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for this. Like it could be so much worse. So you're like, I'm not trying to complain because this is what I wanted. This is what I was literally dreaming about a year ago. So how could I even say now that I'm feeling burnt out, but just having that self-awareness to be like, okay, I recognize that. And in order to get back to the place where I'm just feeling more of the good, you know, adjust and Mm -hmm. take care of certain things. And yeah, everyone gets burnt out. So don't beat yourself up too much. If Yeah, you're so grateful for where you're at, but at the same time, you're drowning a little bit. It's like, this is literally all I wanted, but now I have it and I'm struggling. Such so interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. You see it all the time. You see it with like big creators or big celebrities and or artists. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just best to lean on, lean in with your friends, your family, ask for support to get through that. Well... Maybe good we can thing. do a full episode on burnout at some point. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, we good did thing. do that. We did one. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was okay, like yeah. ruts and burnout or something like that. If you're feeling burnt out, we have a whole episode about it. I think it's called, Are You Burnt Out? <laughs> <laughs> so go go check back our catalog and go listen to that if you're resonating with that little spiel. And thankfully, today's topic will be us giving advice on other things. First, really quick, let's do the peaks and then we can get into our bestie advice. Yes. Okay. So Emily said, going to Death Valley for my birthday and some sun. That sounds amazing. Have so much fun and happy early birthday. Haldi, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, but she... Uh, requested a day off, flew to Sedona to meet a friend and said it felt so good to elevate her spirit. Shout out to Sedona. I'm sure she had an amazing time there. Sedona is magical if anyone needs a little mood boost. Yes. Reagan said consistency in the gym is her peak of the week, something she's been striving for for a while now. I can resonate with that. That is one of my goals that I'm currently working on. So I'm right there with you. Georgina said, going down to London to meet a group of Instagram friends and having the best time ever. Amazing. Also, does that mean that this person lives in the UK? Wait, so I'm geeking. Cool. So cool. I love meeting up with Instagram friends. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. Teleport me to your next London meetup. Man, that sounds amazing. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, as always, follow us on Instagram at We're Already Friends. Put up a peak of the week box, send it in, and we'll hopefully read it. Great. So hopping into our segment, what would your bestie do? We, as we mentioned last time, we plan to have this once a month because we're always getting questions and we feel like this is the best way to give you guys the answers to questions that you're having. It's a great way for us to connect with you guys and bring some value personally into your lives. And there's also tons of people that have the same questions. So this also can make you feel related that other people are maybe going through the same thing as you. And then we can help answer in a more thorough way to reach a lot of you at once. Definitely. So 
As always, we'll keep your questions anonymous. So without further ado, let's get into our first question. Okay, I really like this question because I have been in the same situation. So I know exactly what you're feeling. She said... I've just become friends with a girl because she's with my boyfriend's roommate. She's awesome, but the relationship she is in is a disaster. She comes to me crying all the time about it, and I try to give her advice because I've been in a similar relationship, but she ignores it and does the exact opposite, and I don't want to hear it anymore. What do I do? I want to be friends with her, but it's exhausting. So I think that's a kind of a common thing, and even if maybe the topic that that friend is not coming to you of, say, boy problems, I think we've all had a friend that maybe comes to us about the same issue over and over and over again and you give them advice and then like it's just falling on deaf ears and you're like dude this is so tiring like you're you keep coming to me and we've been through this and then we I think we move on from it and then it's just cycling back so I think it's totally fair game to tell that person like hey I love you to death but this topic like I can't discuss it anymore like I have provided Mm you every resource advice I've listened to it I've heard you out I've tried to be there for you but at this point it's starting to like affect my relationship towards you. And like, I just, I can't hold space for that anymore. And seeing as like, maybe they need to get further help if Mm -hmm. like there might be something deeper going on as to why this person is staying in that relationship. That's beyond what advice you may be able to be offer. But I remember in college having some girlfriends like this and being like, literally, you cannot talk to me about your guy problems no more because you cannot tell me that you love this person, then go hook up with someone else and then cheat on them and then love them. Like I'm not here for it. And I like, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing because you keep self-sabotaging your own life. Like I I was nice. I heard you out and now I'm tired. Yeah. And I feel like, (laughs) no, for sure. I feel like taking that approach where you're saying like, I hear you, but I have nothing else to add. And like, kind of like that silence. If that doesn't speak to that person, like seriously, what else more can you do? It's almost a disservice to keep entertaining them coming to you and crying and venting about the same situation over and over again, because you're literally kind of just perpetuating it almost. Like unless you just like nip it in the bud, you letting them continuously come to you is like letting them not figure out what the root of the issue is almost. I agree. And then that doesn't really help foster the relationship between the two of you. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really help your friendship and like what you guys have in common or what fun things you can do together and memories you could make and connect about. If the like glue holding your guys's relationship together is that person venting to you about the same topic, there's not much there. And so... Yeah. Which yeah, sometimes hearing drama is makes for a juicy conversation. But like, if that's what you're talking about all the time and they're not listening to you, yeah, you have to protect your own peace, like Allison said. That has to weigh on you too. I feel like that's emotionally exhausting to see someone that you care about or are friends with go through something so toxic. And I do I do think boy problems or if you're listening to this, just like relationship problems or whatever your preferences are. Dating advice problems is a super common one that friends talk about. And I know it can get so taxing. I think another tip, if you don't want to be as dramatic of being like, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's just seriously like kind of stop asking questions about it. Like when they tell you, just be like, yeah. oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Anyway, like, <laughs> because- Yeah. I, like literally make it so evident that <laughs> you are so uninterested. Yeah. Because I definitely have had some friends like that. And I just, I can't even really have no words at some point. Like, oh, another guy thing. And you can always deflect it and be like, you know, I think this person would be a really good person to talk with this about. Like find a resource or like, like, oh, I, I've had really good success talking with this person, like a therapist or like talk space or some online therapy forum. Just 
deflect it and just be like, I'm sorry, like I've given you what I know. Like this might be a little outside of what I can advise you on as a friend. Like it hurts me seeing you like this. If you, and that if is you true want. because that doesn't really yeah. help them anymore. Like if you really have nothing, nothing else left to offer that person, then it doesn't help them either. And they're not going to get to where they want. And obviously it keeps coming up because they haven't resolved it. So yeah, it may just be better for an expert to tackle that. Okay. Our next question is how to handle fear and anxiety when starting a blog, YouTube channel, a TikTok page, or any sort of online project. I think this is a time where it has never been better to put yourself out there and be online. I feel like people are just more accepting of that now. People realize that the internet is the future. And I feel like it's been normalized lately to be cringy and to be your online self because it's almost like you have to be an elevated version of yourself to be online almost. So I feel like more people are just understanding that everyone's a little cringy online. And I feel like it has become more normal. Totally. And I said this in our Patreon episode, but I'll quickly recap it here is when you think about someone being in their professional role. So let's say, you know, someone that's a teacher or is a yoga instructor. When they go up to like teach that class or do that profession, they definitely put on that little voice or they like do that little skit or they change their tone. And it might be funny to watch like your friend or loved one coaching or teaching or doing something because you're like, oh my gosh, like I've never seen that side of you. But we don't really think that much of it with like in-person careers. But when you see someone putting on like their their social media hat and maybe changing their tone and talking in the social media voice because it is a thing, Mm -hmm. people might be like, oh my gosh, like I've never seen you like talk into the camera like that or pose like that or do something. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm wearing the social media hat. That's just what I'm doing. Oh my gosh. And that's so true. And you just saying that, I don't think I made this parallel on the Patreon, but it's like, why does lawyer Allison, like when you're, you know, giving a testimony in front of a judge, why isn't that cringy? Like, or why isn't that fake? But like when someone makes a TikTok page and they're talking in a higher pitch or they're talking faster, it's like, oh, that person does not act like that in real life. They don't act like that in real life. It's like, it's not real life. It's, It's a profession. It's their, yeah, social media version. And we all have different roles and voices we use depending on who we're talking on. Side note, I don't have lawyer Allison. That was just an example. I have never... (laughs) Allison is not a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, But like, you know, you kind of talk to your parents in some way and your friends in some way in a different way at your job. And I know this is a very roundabout answer to your question, but I think if you can just think about it of, you know, I'm going to act a different way and that's okay because you probably are going to put on a different front when you're recording into a camera for a YouTube video than probably how you would talk to like your dad over a cup of coffee. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always come back to this. It's just like, what do you have to lose? Like, okay, like worst comes to worst, you lose some friends because they're not supportive or they make it weird. But like, you have so much more to gain. Like you can really make your dreams come true with having a blog or like having a YouTube channel. Like there's so much you could do. It's an infinite potential. So I don't know. I would say go for it. I think you'll realize more people are supportive than you think. Like a lot of people are really supportive and the people that aren't, doesn't really matter. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that don't, don't. (laughs) Yeah. And they're probably not going to get it for anyone ever. But as you said, Kara, like so many people are supportive and you make so many friends from putting yourself out there on the internet. Literally everyone I know that is in my life is because they put themselves out there online. Like literally Clay and I Mm -hmm. restarted dating because he finally downloaded Snapchat and then we got to talk. (laughs) Like you and I were Instagram friends and you came to my very first pop-up in my dad's garage. Jordan came to New Wave's opening because she saw it on Instagram. I followed Hillary because I loved the content 
content that she shared. And I thought she was living in Hawaii and her stuff was just gorgeous. And I was like, who is this badass hippie chick? I want to be her friend. And then we're friends. Like I could keep making examples, but like so many people I know that are important people in my life, I would have never connected to them if it weren't for the internet. Yeah. And if you're worried about people being judgmental, I saw a really good TikTok. And I feel like I've seen a couple people talking about this perspective, but the people that are going to hate on you and judge you are probably a little bit jealous because they mm. realize that you guys started on equal playing fields. Like you both know each other from because you went to the same middle school, the same high school. Like you both got the same education or you're from the same hometown. It's like seeing someone like you once you go big and do amazing things, like they kind of, that person inherently realizes like, wow, I could have been that person. Like I could have done that too. And instead of being like, wow, good for them, they might be a hater. And that sucks, but that's just kind of the reality of the situation. It's like people hate because they realize that they could have done it too. Mm-hmm. And then last thing on it is just realizing that every single person has to start with zero followers. Every single person that has a big following online had to download an app one day and start at square one. So everyone has been through that cringy phase of like, oh, it's been 12 hours and I have four likes on this. Like every single person has felt that at some point in time. Like right now you're probably comparing yourself to bigger accounts that they post it and they already have hundreds or thousands of likes within like an hour or less than that even. And so you can get in your head of like, wow, well, this is embarrassing. But just know that like no one who's done more than you is ever going to judge you for that because they know exactly how that feels and they had to push through that the same as you're doing right now. So they'll honestly probably like throw you pity likes and stuff and be like, oh my God, like you go girl, like keep going because we all know how it feels. Yes. And you said gold in there, which I'm just going to repeat is that no one who's bigger than you or more successful than you will ever judge you. It's like retweet to that. Like the only people that are going to judge you or be a hater are people that haven't had the balls or like haven't had the courage to do what you do and like try to do what you do. So, and also don't let people diminish you of thinking that like social media isn't legit or whatever, because we all know now like how much money and how much opportunities can be gained from social media. If people are turning a blind eye to that, like they're deliberately dissociating to that because people know the potential. So stand your ground and know that it is legit. It is a career and times have changed. You know, back in the day, our grandparents or whatever had to pick one job for their entire life. It's so normal to bounce around now. So if someone's giving you grief of like, well, what are you going to do when Instagram's not cool or whatever anymore? It's like, oh, we'll probably piggyback off of the 2000 partnerships and opportunities and that I got and the thousands of people that I've connected with. Like so many doors will be open that you don't even know exist yet. Mm-hmm. So there's, you don't need to be worried about the future. Yes. And with that, don't feel like you have to explain yourself to anyone who doesn't get it. Like if someone doesn't get it, don't waste your breath trying to defend yourself. Just be like, okay. <laughs> like it's like, if someone's like, Instagram's not a real career. Okay. Perfect. Like, don't let yourself get <laughs> riled up about it because one person, for the one person that doesn't get it, there's 99 people that get it. And, and that person's probably the, okay. still the same person who after their long, stressful day is getting online to watch TikToks. That's going yeah. to YouTube to figure out how to do that one thing that's looking for inspiration. So people don't realize like the flip side of like, yeah, like they, they are the audience. But anyway, well, good luck. You're going to do great. Start small baby steps. And be consistent. Be consistent. Love that. Okay. Oh, I want to talk about this one. 
because this has also been a theme of my whole life. And I think it's slightly controversial because I feel a way about it and Kara feels a different way. So I think this is a good one to talk it out because probably everyone listening will fall under how I think about it or how Kara does. Anyway, she said, I introduced two friends and they became really close, which is amazing, but now they don't make any effort with me anymore. And I don't know what to do because it makes me really sad. So I have talked to Kara about this like multiple times where throughout my whole life, I've always been like connecting people and like introducing friends or whatever. And then these people will go do stuff without me all the time. will try to kind of like deliberately exclude me or just kind of forget that I was the glue that brought them together, especially at the beginning. Like, of course, after, you know, months or years, people will form their own friendship. But I do think at the beginning, once you introduce people, like if you're the middle person, you should probably be the one facilitating a hangout and inviting both of them rather than the people that you introduced then hanging out and being like, oh, by the way, you can come. And you're like, well, yeah, I should hope I can come because I'm the only reason you guys know each other. But of course, there's like so many different scenarios where this can all go down. But my personal take on it is that if you introduce people that would have absolutely never, ever, ever met otherwise, that they should probably like communicate like through you, especially when starting off. And I honestly have no, I have no idea how to help you because it's been 27 years and I'm still dealing with this. And I keep shooting myself in the foot because I constantly keep introducing people. And then I, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough because I agree with what you said. Like there's so many different situations where this can play out. Like, and as you mentioned, like we feel somewhat differently. And with whatever we're both going to say, the matter of the fact is that you feel hurt and like that your feelings are hurt and no one can tell you that that's not valid. So there's, again, so many different situations and stuff, but if it's making you really sad that they're hanging out without you, no matter whether or not that it should be okay or like it shouldn't be okay that they're hanging out without you, it's like, okay, at the root of this all, it's like you are upset about it. So I think with any situation where you're feeling upset, one, like Allison always says, like, don't take things personally. I truly don't think that these people are like intentionally trying to hurt your feelings. If they are, that's super shitty of them. Hopefully they just don't realize that you feel this way. So maybe just bring it to their attention. Like try not to point fingers or like make accusations or, you know, how we say, like, don't make you statements like you guys went to this place and like, you know, I love that place. And like, you did this. You didn't invite me. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like really, truly just go to them and tell them how you feel. Like, I'm just really sad because I've had nights where I was available. And like, I feel like I could have easily joined you guys at, you know, XYZ thing and just express how you feel because... Hopefully, if they're your friends, like they will look past whether or not they think it's okay to hang out without you or not and just like see that you're upset. And like, hopefully, you guys can move forward with some sort of better understanding of like what your guys' relationship is as three people. Friendships are tricky though, because like we kind of mentioned, like I'm definitely someone as well who connects people, but I don't know. I guess it's different personality types. Like maybe I don't always feel as like super connected to people. So when I do connect them, like I'm way over here in my island. So I'm like, you know, if they're hanging out, that's great. Like, I don't know if it's just like a certain personality type, but it's tough. Again, like it doesn't matter whether or not it's okay or not. The fact of the matter is that you're upset. And I think that you should communicate with that that with them and they owe you the time to listen to how you're feeling. Agreed with all of that. I think they probably might be two people that maybe feel like more how you were just saying is like they 
don't think anything of it. And maybe that's not like a boundary that they feel like they're violating because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you are hurt, it probably is your personal boundary that you're like, hey, I kind of would like to be included since I... And the hard thing is, is like, are you wanting to be like a trio? Because trios are very complicated. And that's a very different dynamic. Or are you just hoping that one-on-one with each person that you can mend that relationship still? I just think it's so hard because there's been so many instances where it's like this and you do bring people together, not under the impression though that they're going to necessarily hang out. Because I think that there's sometimes where you're like at a mutual thing and you're just like, oh, by the way, this is this person. And you weren't Mm. trying to introduce them to be best friends. And that's what always ends up happening to me. Because there are, of course, like connections where I'm like, yeah, you should reach out to this person. You would totally vibe with them. Or this would be great. Or you should meet this person. Because I do think that that would totally benefit both parties. But I think there are some times where, let's even say how the other girl, you know, she became friends with the boyfriend's roommate's friend, kind of out of like convenience or you like ended up meeting. Right. And it's not always like you were intentionally connecting them. It might've been at mm-hmm. a mutual birthday party or a dinner. And now they're kind of just like, eh, cool. We don't really need you. That can be like very insulting. And hurtful. Because that's a little different. Yeah. And when you figure out it, let me know. Because maybe we should have asked Danielle this when we had our friendship uh, expert on. I bet you she has a video. Well, I think a good resource to look to, our guest, Danielle Bayer-Jackson, she came on four or five months ago and she's a friendship coach. Honestly, if you check out her Instagram page, see if she has a video about this. If not, you could reach out to her and get some coaching. Like This is a really complex issue. And I don't even know how I feel about it because I don't know if I've personally been in that situation where like two of my best friends have like ditched me to be best friends. So maybe that's why I can't even relate as much as... Yeah, because it's totally different if it's acquaintances. I'm with you. Yeah, Acquaintances, have at it. Yeah, if one of my best friends becomes friends with one of my other acquaintances and now they're best friends, I'm like, that's awesome. Go go you. But yeah, especially if you only have a couple of really good friends and they've kind of paired off and maybe go on trips without you or do things without you, I just don't even think I can begin to understand how to deal with that. So maybe reach out to Danielle. Reach out to a trusted family member or someone you look up to. But again, all in all, the best thing you can do is convey how you're feeling and start there. And not at a time when you're emotionally upset. Please use the 24-hour rule. If you guys don't know what the 24-hour rule is, like wait 24 hours from the point that you have gotten upset about something because you never want to go into a communication with someone or a confrontation, like being hot-headed or being like really emotional. And you would be surprised at how much your approach changes and what you're saying changes after 24 hours. Like that is something I very much follow day to day. Absolutely. I'm going to say one last uh, clarifying summary and then we can move on to the next question. To someone that's maybe confused by the example or what we're talking about, my personal boundary, so like let's say Kara lives in St. Louis and she has two best friends that she's made in St. Louis that I have never met. I maybe know their names or maybe like a little bit about them just from like random things Kara shared, but I don't know them and I would never run into them on my own time. It would be weird if say we briefly met at Kara's house for like an hour when I came down to St. Louis and we had dinner and then suddenly a month later, me and Kara's like, like St. Louis best friend are just like hanging out, booking a trip together. I'm commenting all their Instagrams, being besties and doing things outside of like our own relationships with Kara. I think that just to clarify is like where I think it's crossing the line or 
Yeah. I don't know. No, just, that, that was just to good, clarify. <laughs> yeah. And again, I guess my perspective is like, I haven't been in that situation. So from my standpoint, I'm like, oh, if I connect people and their friends, like, cool, go hang out. Like, let's all hang out. But it hasn't been on that level of like best friends for me. So that's why I'm less educated, less versed on what to say in the situation. So, yeah. okay. Hopefully that helps. I think we can go to our next question. What do you do when you feel yourself growing apart from a close friend, but don't want to? You've told them how you feel, but they don't really seem to care and are already out of it. They only seem to talk to you now when they have problems. How can you fix this? That is so tough because there have definitely been times, I think all of us, when maybe we feel like we're close to someone and like we want to catch up with them all the time or do things with them and they are just like acting uninterested. Like I think as you get older, you realize that if they don't have time for you, like you should not make time for them. Like you cannot keep giving someone energy if they're not going to return it to you. And I've had situations like this where some people that I'm friends with, like totally see friendships as like transactional. Like I give you an hour of my time, you used to give me an hour of your time. And like not saying that it should be like equal, you know, someone does this, someone you have to do that like all the time. But I feel like you can definitely tell when it feels like you're talking to a wall to someone and you're like trying to go above and beyond for this person and they're like not giving you anything to work with. As Allison mentioned, like we're a little bit older. I feel like in this situation, like you should let them grow apart from you. Like I don't think like life's too short to waste your energy on people that don't want to be in your life. And I feel like with every door closed, another door opens and you're going to find another friend or maybe lean into another friend that you haven't got as close with that's going to give you what you deserve in a friendship. Absolutely. And the comment that you made that they seem really out of it, they might be going through something else or feeling insecure about something or processing something. And the distance that you're feeling, it might seem personal, but it's probably not. And some people really like to talk out their problems and other people like to isolate when they're going through stuff. So it might be something like that. And if you're patient and enough time passes, maybe they'll be willing to share or maybe they'll come around or snap out of whatever funk they're in and you can be there. But yeah, I probably wouldn't keep waiting around, especially since you've already you know, kind of extended the olive branch a couple of times and it doesn't seem to be bearing any fruit. Yeah. And I like that you let us know that you've told them how you feel because when you were talking, Allison, it reminded me, I'm like, oh yeah, am I making assumptions about the situation? Like, are they making assumptions about the situation? Like, you know, the four agreements, Allison's favorite book says, don't make assumptions. So make sure that you've communicated to this person how you're feeling. And if they're still being out of it, wishy-washy, just give them some space. Don't make any detrimental decisions. Like don't tell them, all right, our friendship's over. Like just let things take their time. Because I've definitely been in that situation where I thought someone was mad at me. And like, I just gave it time. And then it came around and they were never mad at me. They were just like going through their own things. So just don't make assumptions. Perfect. All right. Should we do one more and wrap up? Yes. I actually, I had one that... And actually, it piggybacks off this one because this person had the last part of their question was, this person only talks to her when they have problems. And my question that I'm submitting is that I have someone in my life who's calling me and texting me, but they only do it when they need something. And I have had a friend like this in college and it kind of fizzled out, but I'm having it again where it's like the last time this person called me was when they needed business advice last summer. And it is 
like end of winter, February, and they're calling me again and they say that they have a few questions. And it's just like, dude, the last time I heard from you was the exact same thing. It's like, am I a free business consultant? Like, I don't know. You haven't said hello or like done literally anything else in the eight months that have ensued. So what are your initial thoughts with this? What do you do when you only have someone who reaches out when they need something? That whole thing just rubs me the wrong way on so many levels. <laughs> because I I do agree that like if you're good friends with someone, you can like bounce ideas back and forth and kind of mm-hmm. like tap into each other's like strengths. But if you're not like on that level and you're not giving and taking and giving or taking at like a somewhat equal share and someone's just hitting you up on their terms when they need it, like that's so unfair. And I also just feel like calling out of the blue is like not respectful of like your time and what you're doing. Like if you're working or you're on a trip or whatever, and this person is just like, hey, haven't talked to you in forever, or even like the girl in the situation, like maybe you still keep in good contact, but the person's only coming to you. It it just feels so unfair. And a lot of times in these friendships, then when you actually do try to like go to them for something, it's just dismissed. Mm-hmm. Because I had a friend like that in college. She would come to me like a hundred times or something. And then I finally would be like, oh my God, like, I'm having a bad day and I try to go to them. Oh, like brushed off. It's just like, okay, interesting. So I'm supposed to bend over backwards for you, but you can hardly do anything for me. So I just don't think that those are the type of people that you want in your life. And you know, maybe they will change eventually. But for the meantime, I would just keep them at an arm's length. Yeah. And if they're going to take a long time to try to contact you or like don't give them what they want and especially not right away. Yeah. As of now, even actually... It wasn't even last July. There was another question that I was on a shoot and this person called me twice. I hung up twice. I'm like, I'm literally producing a shoot right now. And they asked me a question about said business. I'm like, what in the world? Like this is, there's Google. Like go Google this. (laughs) At least like comment on my Instagram photos. At least like send a nice note every once in a while before you just ask, how do I do this, this, and this? It's like, oh my God. (laughs) Or even like shooting a text like, hey, like I hope all is well. I see you're on a shoot. I'm really struggling with something. And I would like, I'm pretty sure I know the direction I'm going, but I so admire like your creativity and expertise. Like, do you think this or this would be the best way to go about it? Yeah. no rush on a reply, but would love to hear your opinion. Is such a different way to approach that. And then a call and I don't answer. And then they asked, I said, they said, can I ask you a question? I'm like, hey, I'm on a shoot right now. Ask the question anyways. I'm like, oh my God, the audacity of these people. But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Keep this person at arm's length. I don't think that I need to communicate exactly how I'm feeling just yet because I I think it's going to fall on deaf ears. Like I don't even think this person's going to like take that information. Like if I said, hey, I feel like you really only reach out when you need something, which is fine. But I thought we were better friends than that. Like we've had all these experiences together, but I think I'm just going to keep them at arm's distance and how I kind of always say with friendships that I'm not really vibing with anymore. I'm just going to try and let it fizzle itself out. Exactly. And the natural fizzles are great because then if yes. that person does change, then you can come together and you don't have to get over this awkward friendship breakup that you had. It's mm-hmm. much easier if the fire's starting to go out and there's a little bit of flame there. It's much easier to get the fire going than had you dumped a bucket of water on it, torched out the whole thing and made it awkward. It's way harder to come back from that. Yeah, that is the definition of like, pick your battles. Does this person, do I need to go off on this person? How, I'm, I mean, maybe if it got to a point where like, I don't know, More I don't invasive. know what point it is, but I feel like for now, that's my solution. 
Well, it's up to that person. If they, you know, feel they need to bring up something with you, then they could. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, I feel like you're not answering. You be like, well, actually, it, it, there is a reason. Yeah. I kind of would like if they said that because I want to <laughs> tell them like, please stop calling me. Like literally haven't talked to you since the last time you called me for business advice. And I love giving advice. Like I get, but again, when I ask for advice, it's exactly what you said. Like, no rush. Like you are killing it. I admire what you're doing and I admire it so much that I have this question. I want to poke an idea for you. Like if someone comes to me in that route, just like a lot less like expecting something. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot more lighthearted. It's like, but every time this person calls me, like they're like demanding an answer. I'm just like, bro, <laughs> stop. I think that's honestly a good tip for anyone in any aspect, whether that's business, asking someone on Instagram where their jacket's from, anything is like, if you kind of warm that person up and compliment them and girly, I love the outfit. You look amazing. Or mm-hmm. that trip looked so great. I would love to see where you stayed because it looked like it was so rejuvenating for you. Like making it feel like you actually took time out of your day to care about that person. <laughs> yeah. And see so what that they up to. <laughs> so that they feel validated and they're not just like, oh, I'm a search engine. Yeah, exactly. Making it feel a little more human. You will probably be received way better. Way better. And get the answer and that you genuine. actually want. Yeah, and be genuine. Like don't say you like something or admire what they're doing if you don't actually like be genuine <laughs> with what you're saying. It will come off as genuine or fake immediately. The amount of DMs I've gotten about, oh my God, love your content. I would love for you to join my team. Or like, I'm like, I can spot this copy and paste message from a mm-hmm. mile away. Yep, they're always the same. So <sighs> that was our advice. And another episode of What Would Your Bestie Do? Again, we hope this resonated with you. Or if not, you just got to hear some juicy questions and our hopefully helpful answers. <laughs> And like we said, we're aiming to do this about once a month. So we'll put that up on Instagram. We'll put a question box. Or if you just DM it to us in between, we'll try to compile them into our document and get you an answer on the next episode. Perfect. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Already Friends podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.